live and more life skills that you need to understand. But first, it's moto time. Hey, remember this. Rich people, poor people. Poor people act rich. Rich people act poor. Think about that when it comes to paying your bills. Don't rob Peter to pay Paul. And whatever you do, never quit your day job while conquering the world. To achieve your success, this is what you got to do. Remember this. Time is money. Money is time. Wasting time. Don't waste the money. And remember, this is from the movie Friday. When Big Worm was talking to Smokey, he said, playing with my money is like playing with my emotions. And from the movie Wall Street, Michael Douglas and Charlie Sheen, he always says this. He was at a boardroom with all these people. He said, hey, how you doing, ladies and gentlemen? You know what? You need me. You, you don't want me. You need me. Greed is good. That is from the movie Wall Street. Remember that, all right? got to do. Remember that. Alright? That was really important. And also remember one thing. Your life is how you live your life and your success is by measuring by how successful you want to put it. Put your success in how hard you work. That's what you got to do. Remember that. Alright? Those are key tips right there. I use Wall Street and I use Friday because those analogies are really good. Playing with someone's money is like playing with someone's emotions. Hey, if you owe somebody money, pay them their money. Don't sit there and rob Peter to pay Paul and just be like, oh, I, you borrowed the money from someone? If you borrowed money from one of your friends and stuff, hey, pay their money. Don't sit there and be like, oh, you know, uh, 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 you want that funky $20 that, that I loaned you, that you loaned me? Oh, you want that funky? But when, I, when you needed that $20 for gas or for something to eat, you didn't say, can I get funky $20 for some gas or funky? $20 for something to eat. No, you ask for $20. Be responsible. Pay you pay on time. Because if you pay that person their money back, guess what? You can always borrow their money. Ooh, nice FJ. You can always borrow their money. You can always borrow from them. They will allow you to borrow. But when you sit there and beat around the bush, because they, you know, one person said this to me one time. As long as I owe you money, you'll never be broke. I'm like, just pay me my money. Payday's here, pay me my money. And then when payday comes, they all running around dodging you, not wanting to pay the money. It'd be like, I had one guy who owed me five bucks. That's all, just five dollars. Payday comes, he's like, you want your fucking five dollars? You want your fucking five dollars? So here's what he did. He grabbed the five dollars, he grabbed five ones, and he threw them at me. You know what I did? I picked up them five ones, and I put them in my pocket. He said, thank you. I didn't argue, I got my money. Some people would've been like, oh, is that how it is? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. no. I got my money. But he threw a fit about it. Come on, it's five dollars. You could've just count that as a loss. Now, when it comes to relatives or family, you loan them money, don't expect to get it back. With your kids, don't expect to get it back. And don't ask for it back. Because I'm gonna tell you right now, they're not gonna give it back to you. Trust me, they won't. I know that for a fact, because that's how it is in my family. I loan people money, I don't expect it back. Oh, I do, in my head, I would love for it to come back, but I don't get it back, but I should. Now, that's what this is about. This is about when it comes to money and finances. Listen, I, I wish they had this in school, financial literacy. I wish they would teach this in school, how to, how to build equity, how to build capital. I wish they would teach that in school, how to buy real estate. They should teach that in school. You know that they don't teach that in school. They teach the three R's, reading, writing, and arithmetic. I'm old school, so we'll use that. Why I use that, I'm just old school. That's just the way I am. 
So they don't teach nothing about when it comes to building your capital or how to make money. Now, some schools have classes called the stock market classes. But teach people how to manage their money. You should have a class where they can get a, where they can get a grade in it on how to invest, how to do the taxes, on how to be a class on how to be a responsible adult, how to pay your bills on time instead of robbing Peter to pay Paul. What it means when you get a paycheck and it says Spike, I, I went to job. We're going to do this one real quick. I'm going to do this. I went to Job Corps. Job Corps is a great program. When I went there, it was an old. It was back in the '80s. It was back in the '80s and '90s when I went to Job Corps. Job Corps is a great program. It was by the Department of Labor. It was a program that put kids that can go to school, they can get their GED or their high school diploma in Job Corps. You can get a job skill. I had. I got two. I got two skills when I went to Job Corps. My first skill I got in Job Corps. My first job, my first skill I got in Job Corps, I took up um, building up, building. I took up home HBI, Home Home Builders Association. I took up building apartment maintenance and stuff, where I learned how to do like the basic stuff, like how to fix a light, how to fix um, um electrical plug and stuff, how to change a light, how to change plugs and stuff, wiring and stuff, the basic things like that. How to do concrete, how to build things, how to pour concrete, how to put a retaining wall up with cinder blocks and stuff. I learned that stuff. I learned how to just do basic things like that. That's what it was. My instructor was a great instructor. My second job, my second um, skill that I got in Job Corps, which I went to two Job Corps centers. I went to um, I went to I went to Clearfield Job Corps Center in Clearfield, Utah. That was my first Job Corps I went to in Utah. That's where I learned. That's where I learned about the um, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, Mormons and stuff. Even though I'm from Missouri. That's where I learned about child, about, about the Mormons and stuff. So listen, that's another podcast about Mormonism and stuff. Great, great religion. People give it a bad rap. Great religion. I don't care how the controversy, how they say. Yeah, it's great religion for those, you know. You got to be a mindset to be in the Mormonism religion. We're going to talk about that later. But let me talk about this. And I went there and I learned building apartments. I learned the HBI. I learned about that. How to do maintenance and stuff and do repair. I learned about drywalling. I'm a great master driver. I can drywall really good. Yeah, I learned how to drywall and stuff, using a flat trowel, using a hog, the mud tapes and stuff. I could do that. That's something that I could do. That's just a skill that I have. It's just a personal skill that I have. I didn't do that as a job. Nah. And then I went to I went to Earl C. Clemens. Earl C. Clemens was in Morganfield. It was Morganfield, Earl C. Clemens. It was in Morganfield. It was uh, it was an old military base. Basically what it was. That was where they had the court martial of Jackie Robinson. An old military base that they made a job course center out of. I used that. I stayed there. And I learned about I learned about I learned about restaurant, hotel and restaurant management. I learned about sales and marketing. I learned all about sales. I knew about sales and I had that. I mean sailing was was a great thing for me. I knew about that because that was my first job. I was I was a door-to-door salesman. Very first job, a door-to-door salesman. My my first job in high school. I sold for junior achievements, JA. And I, I sold candy door to door. Candy was terrible, but we went door to door selling it to make a little money. We didn't get much, but we made a little bit of money. You know, my that was my first actual you know job where I you know was going door to door with a group of people. And then my very very first job as a as a teenager, I worked for an Italian guy, and he owned a fruit market. He owned the he owned the fruit stand, and I worked. 
I say tag, he was FBI. He was FBI stand, you know, not Federal Bureau of Investigation. He was full-blooded Italian. Guy was old school. He was Sicilian. My boss was Sicilian. When I say Sicilian, I mean he was Sicilian. The N-word was thrown around nonstop with all the guys that, all the people that we visited. Because he was, he would go to the, he would go to the club. The social club is for all the Italian sitting in there and we when we when I showed up I'm standing and I knew my place I'm standing next to him he told me go sit over there I was like yes sir he's oh you hired a figure boy he's your he's your he's your figure boy yeah he said he goes yes he's my helper and we sold fruits and stuff and he also in Missouri where I'm from he had a big huge piece of property we drove down there a lot of times to go clean his property It was a sundown town, meaning that if you are a person of color, you cannot cross out at dark. When it, when it gets dark, if the sky is dark as you, if the sky is darker than you, you cannot be down there. Meaning that if you dark as that sky, you cannot be out and about in that town. We drove in this town.
didn't come every day. So we had an out of town meeting, and that's where the prices were like, oh, my boss was like, yeah, we can afford that. So I ordered a hamburger, fries, and I ordered a, I asked for, I asked them if they had Dr. At that time, I said, do they have Pepsi? They said, no, we have Coke. She said, oh, we're out of Coke. I said, um, Sprite, I'm fine. She said, okay, so she brought me Sprite. My boss was like, um, he goes, uh, give me a cup of coffee. And he had a cup of coffee, and we ate our meal. Price was very high. We paid our food. We got visited by the local police officer. Wouldn't say the sheriff, it was the police officer, local police, asked us how we're doing, what are we doing here? He says, I got property on this, I got property in this town, I'm just going to go clear some, I'm gonna go check the property and see about clearing some debris off of it and see how it looks. They said, oh, okay. He says, well, let me give you, let me give you an escort to your property. He said, where's your address? He gave, oh, I know where that's at. So he gives us a tour and he tells and he stops. And he, when we, we pause and he gets out, he says, see that right there, see that sign? We saw that sign. See that? It says, um, it says Sundown Town. This town is a Sundown Town. He says, yeah. It, even though the, the, even though the federal government, he said, even though the federal government is saying that we're not allowed to do that, but this town is old school. He says, this town follows state laws. And this town is so old and backwoods. He says, it's a Sundown Town. If you're a person, he said, if you're a person of color, you don't want to get caught being in this town at night. I'm telling you. Get a motel, you stay in the motel. We didn't stay there that long. We went out there, we cleared the brushes and everything. After we cleared the brushes, we left. We got done cleaning the brushes, then we left and we went out of town. I mean, the whole time we was there, the town was watching us. People were driving by, wanting to know what we're doing there. We had this, well, I mean, he just got his, he had the land. Then we drove out and it was so eerie. My boss was so eerie. My boss sat there and said, he, he unlocked the glove box. He said, pull my pistol out. He said, if I, gotta, if I gotta shoot somebody, I'm gonna shoot somebody. And that was my boss. He pulled it out, I put the glove, he put that gun right next to him. I said, um, you have, yeah, I got it. He, he reached in his wallet. We stopped, he reached in his wallet. He pulled out his permit. I mean, you, cause you got an Italian and a black guy, Italian and a person of color. You got Italian and you got a black American sitting there in a car, driving, you know, in an area that's predominantly white. Just, it was a predominantly white town. There was nobody of color in that town. None. None. Not one person of color. It was all white. And it was, I mean, it was a beautiful town. I, I mean, the beauty of it was beauty. It was in the deep cut. It was in the cut deep down the bottom of Missouri. Down in the Ozark. Past the Ozark. Down in there. Way deep in the cut. And we drove and we got back. We got back to Missouri. He dropped me off. I learned the valuable lesson on that day right there. We both did. He did. And we, we didn't trip about it. But I remember every time we went to places, he would go and he would go and we drop off fruit. We get his truck, his old truck, we go drop off fruit and stuff. We go sell fruit and stuff at his store in the city market. We did his vegetables and stuff. We sold that. I stood there. I, he would stand there. I would clean and wash off all the fruits and stuff. I would set it up the way he asked me to set it up. And I would stand there. That's all I had to do. Make sure I would bag everything. He, bought, he didn't care. His, his mindset was like this. I don't care what color you are. All I see is money. All I see is money green. I don't care what color you are, I just see money green. So I don't care. You know, money's money. I got bills I gotta pay. And I got people I gotta pay. You know, and I don't care about that. And after we sold like days, like when I sold fruit, we would sell fruit in the morning. In the afternoon, we would go do what you call pickup. We would go to particular restaurants and particular places just to pick up money and drop off money. He would always get envelopes and he'd say, hold these envelopes. And he 
said, you have to hold the envelope. Or he would say, go in there and say, I'm here to pick up an envelope. I'm, I'm here to pick up a package. That's all you have to say. They don't say nothing else. You don't, if they don't want to, they say they don't have it, you just come out and tell me. I'll go in with you and we'll go get it. And I remember many times going places, they'd be like, oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I go outside and he goes, him she goes she goes you hungry he goes yes I'm all you know I'm always hungry for your good cooking yes I'm always hungry and, and I said and I he looked at me with this look like and I was like I was like yes ma'am I'm hungry she made everything she made her noodles from scratch they were all strong in the kitchen she made her sauce from scratch she made her meatballs from scratch everything was fresh scratch made nothing was like um, what I did and I ate there and it was good man that man taught me a lot of valuable lessons when it comes to life skills he taught me a lot of lessons when it comes to business he taught me a lot about customer service 
yeah, he taught me a lot about that stuff. Stuff that I needed to know in life. And I always will, and I, I keep that to my day, and I always remember him because he was such a great man. And then I remember, I remember a guy I used to work for, a black guy. And he did the same thing. He was like him too. He saw me working for that Italian guy. I only worked for him. I only worked for the guy. I only worked for that Italian guy two summers. Then one summer, I ended up working for this other guy. This, this black guy. He was just like him. He sold fruits and stuff. I got a job with him. And I worked with him, you know, selling fruits and stuff because I was really good. The Italian guy hired someone else. You know, he only kept me for two summers. Because, you know, that's what he needed for his two summers. Then he hired someone else. He always did to keep people for two summers. Then he hired someone else. You know, I didn't trip about the amount of money I was making. Some people say you should have got more. Ah, whatever. Money's money. I mean, I had money in my pocket. I, I wasn't broke. You know, he fed me. You know, I would eat for free at, at his at his um, at some of the Italian restaurants. But I never ate in front. I always ate in the back where all the service people worked at. But, hey, I ate. He would always tell me, Michael, you got to eat back there. You know, it was, it was an old school Italian restaurant that was all Italians. And he said, Michael, you got to eat back there. I was like, yes, sir. And I knew, I knew my place. You know, how you say it, I knew my place, I knew where I had to go and eat and what I had to eat. So I ate there. Some people say, you should have gone there, you should have. I'm getting paid. He's my employer. I do what my boss tells me to do. That's the people, that's what I don't understand with this Gen X, Gen Z, they get, they get complaining about how the bosses are treating them and stuff. Oh, he can't talk to me like, yes, I'll call this, you, you work for that person. That person's owner, you do what that owner tells you because he's paying you. You're not paying that owner. You know, I can see if you're paying that owner, well, then it's different. But when you work for someone, you have to do, you got to put up with a lot of BS. You got to put up with a lot of BS. That's all you got to put up with. It. And that's, that's what I'm telling you. Those are simple things I want to tell you. You got to put up with a lot of BS sometimes. You got to do that. I just wanted to tell you a little story time about that. Yeah, because that was story time. I'll tell you about stuff that goes on like that, about what happens and everything. You know, about me working and stuff. So I want to, you know, a lot of people always ask me about my job skills. That's what, why I'm really good in customer service. Plus, I like to talk. Okay? So, hey, by the way, I just want to put that out there to tell you about things that I did, some of the jobs that I had when I was young. I worked a lot of jobs. I remember I worked at a lot of jobs. One job I worked at, I really liked it. I was a busser slash waiter slash a food runner. I, had, I was a busser, I was a waiter, and I was a food runner. And I worked at a restaurant. And it was in downtown Kansas City. I was with this one restaurant. Uh, I'm not sure if it's still there. It might be still there. It's a boy. It was an old hotel. It was famous. I worked there as a busser. And I remember I worked at another restaurant. Before I got to Savoy, I worked at another one at uh, Sheridan. You know, you know, and whatever. And it was this one restaurant. I worked there. I was really good. I learned the best from how to be a good waiter and stuff. You know, and people taught me well. Older people taught me better than the young ones. Young ones were all about their money. Older people said, show them what kind of treat them right. And stuff, and I learned stuff, and and I was a good job working there. I learned a really good job working there. I made good, I made really good money. I was, I, I did my job. I did good. I, I learned how to. Hey, you gotta go bus tables. I go bus tables. Hey, you gotta go wait on these tables. I wait on these customers. I learned how to time management, how to memorize things with customers and stuff. I had to learn all those things, and those were things that I had to take with me, and I and I took that with me when I went to the military. You know, things that I learned and stuff. The military taught me a lot of great things that I need to know. And that's why I always tell anyone, if you don't like it out here in the real world, and you don't like the jobs out here, go join the military. Pick a job in the military. Oh, but I might go to war. <laughs> that's the possibility. There ain't no, ain't no negative. It's not a possibility. It's a possibility. Let's say uh, you, you decide you want to go in the military. Pick a job that you like. 
Uh, I love music. Okay. Become public relations. Um, or become a DJ. Um, this one guy said he wanted to go in the military, but he said he loves those RPG, global, you know, online gaming. They got, they got, they got, they got jobs for that. You can do that. This is what I tell you. They got jobs for that. And this one guy was telling me, this one girl was saying, well, um, I like um, doing this and I like doing that. I said, okay, I'm not sure if they have a job for that. Well, I was a cheerleader in high school. Okay, what is your hobby? Well, I like, I like computers. They got computer programming jobs. One guy was love dealing with tinkering with things. So they got a thing called, they got a thing called maintenance. One guy liked working on cars. They got mechanics. Motor T. It's called motor transport. Every branch, Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, and Space Force. Army, Navy, Air Force, Marines, Coast Guard, and Space Force have motor transport. Because you gotta have transport. Yeah. One guy was one guy was afraid of water. I said, well, don't join the Navy. If you're afraid of water, go join But he said, I love the Navy. Well, well then, if, you know, if you're afraid of water, then you gotta overcome that fear. You know, I tell people, just join. Do four years. Some branches allow you to do three. Some branches allow you to do two years. I don't know why you want to do two years, but some branches you can do two years. Most of them is four years. Just do that. Because I'm going to tell you right now. Once you get in the military, say you got a four-year contract. You get in the military, guess what happens? The first year is gone. Because you know why? You're in, you're, in, you're, in boot, you're in basic training or boot camp or BMT, whatever they call it, you know, whatever. And then you go to your A school, whatever school you pick. After you've done that, that's a year almost over with. Year's almost over with. Then you got three more years left in the military. See what I mean? Unless you go in, unless you go, unless you go in like in November, unless you go in like say December, unless you go in like say October, and then you got October, November, December. You go in October, so you go in October. You got October, November, December, that's three months. You know, you know, whatever. You know, like 13 weeks. Then you got your A school and stuff. And then you're in January, that's the first year. Alright, then you roll into the first year and you go to your A school and stuff. And you finish your A school. Once you finish your A school, guess what? Then you go to your whatever specialized training, hit your field and stuff, you're out there on your unit or whatever you're with. That year, that year flies by quickly. Then you got a year done. Then you're into your second year and it flies by quickly. Then you're in your third year and it flies by quickly. Your third year flies by quickly. You come into your fourth year, that's where you decide what you want to be in the or not. And if you don't, you can get out. Make sure your nose is clean. Do, do a good job. You'll get out with an honorable discharge. You're perfect. You can live a good life. Get out and get a real job. But if you love that job and you like staying in the military, you'll, you you try to work your way to where you can actually benefit from the military. And, the military, and you got to keep your, your nose clean and you get promoted good and your record's good. Guess what? The military will keep you in. The military will keep you in there. Do 20 years. I've seen guys do 15 years. Some guys do 20 years. There's some that did 30, but 30 is like a stretch. And the way they end up doing 30 is because it's a wartime. Most of the time, you could do 20 years. It's called 20 years in one day. See what I mean? You could do things like that. See, that's how the military is. Yeah, you know what I mean? It's all about it's all about what you do. Sometimes you can just do four years and you're good. Get out. There's guys that did. Um, there's young kids that go in and do 20, do like four years, get out, and they can get a job. One guy went in. He was a infantryman. He was an infantry. He was in the Marine Corps. I knew him. He was a grunt. When he got out, he was a sniper. When he got out, guess what he did? He ended up getting a job working with local law enforcement because he had that military mindset. He took discipline really good. Attention to detail. He was smart. He did everything right. And guess what happened? Got a good job in, with the military. Another person got out and got a job with the post office. You know, one guy got a job with the federal government. You see what I mean? 
You could also go go to college right now. Why I got out, went straight to college, got his degree, and came back into the military and became an officer. Yes, he was enlisted, came an officer. And, and to be an officer in the military is called selecting. Not everyone can be an officer. That's why I tell people, if you want to join the military, I want to be an officer. Yeah. Being an officer is you're selected for that. They, they, they have like, say, out of 100 people that go in to be an officer, they only will take, say, we have open slots. Say, out of 100, we have open slots for 10. And they're going to weed it down to those 10 to be selected for an officer. Not everyone can be an officer. That's why I tell you, you got to be really good. You got to be the best. Your cutting scores, your, your PFT, that's your physical fitness test, your proficiencies, your knowledge of the military and whatever branch you take, that's hard. And if you are able to cut that stuff and beat everyone else out, yes, you'll get in as an officer. But not everybody can get it, be an officer. Some people, some people can cut it, some people can't. And then being an officer, it's hard too because you're competing for the next promotion. And it's really hard. So if you're thinking about doing that, hey, think about it. You know, that's just, I'm just saying. That was just me telling you about how life is in the military and things like that. I might do a whole podcast on just all about military and stuff. But, hey, I want to tell everybody I appreciate you. Just want to pop this out real quickly. Hey, by the way, hey, I love each and every one of you. This is J.R. Bell with I Got Your Six Podcast. This is simple. I just want to give something out there, a little simple story about what goes like about my jobs and stuff that I did and me being in the military and how I loved it. Military taught me well, treat me good, my boss and stuff. Hey, by the way, Bravo 6 going dark.